Well, I wonder what the fine folks at the World Economic Forum are dishing up for us now. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And I welcome you to the Monday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Well, it seems the globalists have plans for you and I. How we live, the things we can do, what we will be allowed to eat, how we are allowed to get from point A to point B. They're putting together a pretty comprehensive plan. Because see, the billionaire elite club, they firmly believe that they are gods. They firmly believe they are better than you, know better than you, are worth more than you. Not just because of their money, but they believe they are entitled literally to be worshipped and honored and most important, obeyed. We've seen this playing out really for decades, but in recent years, it's been getting more and more amplified. It is getting louder. The demands are increasing. And they use scams, one scam after after another, to deceive you, to deceive governments. And in many cases, like here in the United States and in the United Kingdom and Canada, they have bought and paid for politicians. And they have promised these politicians quietly, just like the devil tempting Jesus, promised to give Jesus the entire world if you just fall down and worship me. These people that are behind organizations like the World Economic Forum are serving the desire of demons. They are serving not humanity, not the cause of a better planet, but the cause of more power and global dominance because they believe they're gods. When you look at some of the things that they put out, some of the things that they push, carbon neutral, one of the greatest scams that has ever been foisted upon humankind. And I was thinking just the other day, kind of going back to eighth and ninth grade science, probably even sixth grade science, oxygen and carbon dioxide and plant life, and chloroform, and leaves, and and everything we learned as children. Basic, really basic science. What does plant life thrive upon? Carbon dioxide. What does human life thrive on? Oxygen. What do we give off when we breathe as our waste product in breath? Carbon dioxide. What does a plant give off as its, shall we say, waste gas? (laughs) Oxygen. It's a perfectly balanced system. And when we mess with that balance, when we start claiming numbers and fraudulent numbers at that, we are causing more harm than good. Scientists can look over, forget, hundreds of thousands of years, just thousands of years, and they can see a dramatic variation in the levels of CO2. And that's long before the first automobile, long before the first railroad, 
long before mankind had any footprint virtually anywhere. These numbers have gone up and down on their own without man. But the lie is that it's mankind that is devastating and destroying this planet. And somehow we, we must do our part in repairing the planet before it's everlastingly too late. Now, the other day I shared on the program last week on Thursday a lot of this climate hysteria and how the electric car, even if everybody went to an electric car magically tomorrow morning and somehow we could find a way to plug them all in, to charge them all up, the impact on CO2 is so tiny as not worth being measured. Let me say that again. The automobile, in terms of what it spews out, is tiny in comparison to everything else on the planet. And many of those processes on the planet are natural processes. And so going to an electric car only increases the power of those in government to control how you live, where you can travel, when you can travel, The World Economic Forum is pushing the concept of the 15-minute city. Everybody should live in a a large community, live in their little rabbit hutches of an apartment, be allowed to occasionally drive their electric car, but no more than 15 minutes away from your home, preferably by foot or bicycle. And maybe, maybe occasionally throughout the year, you can get permission to leave your 15-minute city and maybe visit some other part of your nation. And if you're an elite, maybe you can travel and see the world. But the rest of us, no. The rest of us must remain in our little zones and places. And then we're hearing how dangerous farming is. Farming is, well, ecocide or eco-suicide, according to some. I read a story about that last week. How farming is going to destroy the planet. And John Kerry, a complete, how do I put this politely? There's got to be something wrong mentally with the man to make the statements he does, or he is so bought and paid for, so sold out to the agenda He doesn't care how ridiculed he gets for saying stupid things because he realizes that the majority of American people and those within his political party that vote for people like Biden are that stupid. He said, we must reduce farming to save humanity. And think about that. We've got to reduce farming to save humanity. And people just hear it and they accept it and they figure that, yeah, I guess it makes sense. All this farming, all all of these gases going up there that are destroying the planet, just like they said we were destroying the ozone layer and that turned out to be fake. Why is it that these people can keep making outrageous claims that end up being provably wrong and everybody ignores them and never holds them to any kind of accountability? And instead, they become professors at places like Harvard. (laughs) By the way, saw where some research scientists there are also plagiarists. 
I'm beginning to worry about the integrity of Harvard University. Of course, I worry about the integrity of pretty much every university in the United States today. And when you think of some of the oldest and supposedly at one time most respected universities, Harvard, Yale, Princeton, just to name a few, and there's others. All of those universities actually started out as divinity schools to train pastors because they believed that understanding the Bible was the beginning of wisdom. Knowledge is useless without wisdom. But that part of Harvard has been totally obliterated and given over to a secular humanist concept and design, fake and false religions. A friend of mine sent me an article last week that I that I read that talked about what's called the secular church that has it has ritual, it has singing, it, it kind of looks like a church, but you don't have to believe in God. It answers to me a question that I've had for many, many years. Is there a God quotient within each and every one of us? And the answer is yes. There is that innate desire to be at one and connected to your creator, not the creation. That's the substitute, but to your creator. And the secular humanist, literally the demons of hell, they know that. And they're beginning to exploit it in a society that has abandoned the true tenets of the faith. And it's easier and easier to do when mainline Christian denominations have forsaken the gospel for a fake and phony gospel. That is not the gospel. It's an anathema. It is the spirit of Antichrist. And so the World Economic Forum that wants you to worship Mother Earth, the planet, which is Guyana worship, they want you to believe in Moloch worship, abortion on demand, gender fluidity, which I've mentioned before is Ishtar worship, nothing but recycled ancient paganism, and to believe somehow growing food naturally is bad for the planet and bad for you. I mean, it's even getting so bad that they actually had a discussion about two weeks ago at the World Economic Forum regarding your morning cup of coffee and how if you drink a cup of coffee, you are destroying the planet. We'll be having our coffee before the session and, and you raised the coffee example. I'd love just to give you the chance to expand on that. Basically, the coffee that we all drink um, emits between 15 and 20 tons of CO2 per ton of coffee. So we should all know that this is every time we drink coffee, we are basically putting CO2 into the atmosphere. Um, the other, and one of the reasons is because most of the coffee plantation, or most of the coffee is produced through monoculture, and, um, and, and monoculture is also affected by climate change. Um, the quality of these nature assets is uh, deteriorating quite rapidly. Holy green-haired barista. What is Starbucks going to do? Leftist-loving Starbucks. You know, the overpriced burnt coffee of the extreme left with their MacBooks and their free Wi-Fi and their overpriced pastries and their carefully sourced 
Green New Deal type coffee. They're killing the planet, according to this guy, Hubert Keller. He's a contributor. He's a Swiss banker at the World Economic Forum. Every time we drink coffee, we're killing the climate. It's it's accelerating climate change. Well, if that's the case, I, I guess that the Biden administration needs to sign an executive order shutting down every Starbucks in the country, Dunkin' Donuts, whatever, Krispy Kreme, because they're killing the planet. They're just destroying the universe because we grow coffee. Now, I'm going to make a couple of statements here, and you kind of follow along with me. Most of the places that grow coffee and make a good living at growing coffee, and it really does subsidize their economy, tend to be nations that are not as prosperous as the ones in Europe or in North America. I mean, granted, there is some coffee grown in Hawaii, but by comparison to other parts of the world, it's a very tiny amount. Australia, in the northern part of Australia, there is coffee grown there. But your biggest coffee exporters are nations like Brazil, Vietnam, Colombia, Indonesia, Honduras, Ethiopia, Uganda, Peru, and to even a lesser extent, you might find some grown in in Mexico. I know that in Jamaica, because of the nature of their soil and their location, they grow what is called Jamaican blue coffee. I had the opportunity many years ago to visit Jamaica to do a job in building a radio station. And this was the first privately owned radio station. And the person, one of the people involved with the radio station was actively involved in the coffee business. And so I had my first taste of Jamaican blue coffee, and I bought quite a bit of it home uh, as a gift from him. And I found it very different. It certainly wasn't that Maxwell House or, or Folger stuff that I've been drinking for ages, and it kind of spoiled my taste a little bit. Countries that consume coffee, believe it or not, we here in the United States, we're really not the biggest consumers. Finland, Sweden, Iceland, Norway, Denmark, Austria, Switzerland, Greece, Germany. They're, they're the big coffee consumers. We're, we're kind of toward the bottom by comparison. But see, the World Economic Forum, they want to control coffee. I've been telling you for quite a long time. They want to control every little bit of your life. Every aspect, what you're allowed to eat. And now they're telling you, they're beginning to sow the seed. Your coffee is killing the planet. Your gas stove is killing the planet. Your gasoline-powered car is just destroying the planet, filling it up with CO2. The, The world is just going to explode and catch on fire. This is the lie that they perpetuate. 
and they continue this hype on the climate. They continue to push governments toward more green and clean, which is fake and phony. They want us to have windmills and solar panels all made in China, while China burns all the coal and uses all the natural gas. What is the number one export from Russia? It's not vodka. It is natural gas. They make a lot of money at it. Yet the World Economic Deceivers Forum, whatever, want you to believe that your coffee in your car will destroy the planet and only they in their wisdom know how to fix it. And they want the WHO, the World Health Organization, they want treaties signed by every nation to give them full and absolute authority and control the next time a pandemic globally is declared. And I am afraid that a mentally deranged or mentally ill president like Biden would attempt to sign such a document. And right now, the Senate of the United States, by one vote, might sign on board, giving up the sovereignty of the United States. Canada, I'm afraid your man-child will just go along with anything because he was trained and raised like from infancy, literally, by the World Economic Forum. He's one of their stooges. He's a plant in your government. And he will do whatever they tell you must be done. This carbon hysteria extends beyond oil and gas. Household appliances is the new area. And the Biden administration here in the United States, and you know full well it's everywhere in the Western world. Now they want new regulations for dishwashers, washing machines, and every other appliance you can imagine. Refrigerators. And I say they they want to phase out the gas stoves. It's because they want to control everything by making, number one, everything electric, They need to get these appliances using less, even if they don't work well. Let me give you an example. When my wife and I moved into our Virginia home, the dishwasher that came with the home wasn't all that old, but it was a, shall we say, the least expensive they could probably find, and it had some serious issues. And in looking at what it would take to replace this particular off-brand, not-so-great dishwasher, it became apparent, and when it did kind of work, it was the noisiest thing I've ever heard. I'd rather be sitting, you know, next to a train station or a runway at, you know, near LaGuardia Airport for the way this dishwasher sounded. And so we knew coming in that we were going to have to replace an appliance or two. And so we replaced the dishwasher in the first week we were here. And we spent a little bit more than I wanted to to get one that was, number one, quiet, had excellent ratings that could actually clean. And you pay dearly nowadays for something that used to be so inexpensive 20 years ago. 20 years ago, I can remember having a cheap dishwasher at the home that I had in in Venice, Florida. Trust me, it was cheap. It was built in the 1980s. 
and it had a problem and I was able to repair it. It didn't have any computerized anything. And that dishwasher did an excellent job in less than an hour of cleaning dishes. Today, it takes about three hours for these new dishwashers to clean anything and not even as good as the cheap dishwasher of 20 years ago. And we pay more because we're green. We're saving water. I'm not sure how we're saving energy, but we're saving water. Which raises a question real fast. Where's the water go after you wash the dishes? Well, if you live in the country on a septic system, the water is returned to the earth and comes back again another day. If you live in a city, it is reclaimed through treatment plants, water treatment plants. So what's the big deal? Rush Limbaugh made a statement one time, and I tend to agree. He was quoting scientists. This world has always had so many, you know, quadrillion gallons of water. It just moves from place to place, depending upon weather and wind and and rainfall as it changes over time. And then it all finds its way to the sea or the aquifer. And so we act like when we use water in a dishwasher, we're never going to see it again, which makes absolutely no sense. They want you under their control. They want you to believe that everything you do in this modern world is destroying the planet. They want the 15-minute city. They, they use the recent pandemic, 2000-2001, to see who would comply. And they still see who's going to comply. Lockdowns, useless face diapers, and then a worth, worthless vaccine. How many people complied? How many people got fooled? I know a lot of people that now that they know the truth are angry at themselves for buying into it. And I I know how hard the propaganda was because I realized, that's why I quit the job that I had, that I was doing nothing but sharing information that I knew more and more with each passing day was not true. So in my good conscience, I had to leave that job. I couldn't do it anymore. And I wouldn't do it anymore. No matter how much money they paid, That's what started this radio program, to give you truth to ponder. Because I realized one day, some of what I'm being told to tell you, what I'm being told to tell you was not necessarily true. In spite of all the evidence that they don't do any good, they don't stop you from getting or spreading COVID, the CDC still pushes the idea of getting COVID vaccines and boosters There are still some insane colleges that think that students, students need to get this vaccine. When you look at the numbers, these students are not going to die of COVID. The actual number, and all of them had some other condition, serious condition, is so minuscule as not to be a number worth trying to figure out. But the number of students that are having adverse effects, including death from the vaccine, is pretty obvious, except to those that do not want to see. Food is a weapon. 
Chinese and others are buying up farmland. Government agencies are becoming a weapon to go after the small family farm and to allow the big conglomerates total control. Read a fascinating article from a very reliable source that compared the nutrients found in vegetables today from these major producers compared to what came out of the ground in the 1950s and early 1960s. Upwards of 90% of the good nutrients are missing because of the kind of farming techniques that are being used. Then we've been convinced to save energy and microwave our food. That even destroys more of the nutrients in certain foods. I'm getting where I don't even like to use the microwave for much of anything. No, seriously. I'm beginning to think that getting back to a simpler life is a better way to live. And one thing that is notable, granted, we do live longer because we have, as a good friend of mine, Dr. William Wong pointed out, we do have antibiotics, and that is probably the one thing that has extended human life over the past 75 years. But those numbers are starting to go in reverse because of vaccines, turbo cancers, lack of nutrition, obesity. When I was 18, there were McDonald's hamburger places, but I didn't go there that often. Matter of fact, I really didn't eat much fast food at all as a kid. I didn't really like, I mean, as a little kid, yeah. But when I got into my 20s, it was a rare event to have a McDonald's. And they they tasted a lot different then than they do today. It, it has been undermined into becoming pure garbage. Most fast food is just nutritionally void, full of salt, full of sugars, chemicals, preservatives. I'm going to throw a couple of other things out here for you to think about. I can remember back in my childhood when young girls began to, I'll use the term, blossom and turn from little girls into into young ladies and, and young women. It seems to be coming earlier and earlier, and this growth is coming earlier and earlier, and it's not because of uh, good food. It's because of hormones in much of our processed food from the animals to make them grow faster to get to market quicker. We're picking up on all those in our diet. Farming is going to be a weapon. People like John Kerry make such idiotic statements. We we must reduce farming and cattle and this and that. You know that you know that that cow is killing the planet. Coffee is killing the planet. Your car is killing the planet. Your dishwasher, if it's not a properly approved one, is killing the planet. Everything is killing the planet except the idiots that are running the planet right now, and they're the ones that are killing it. And they're literally killing you in the process. I'm going to pick up on this theme on the other side of the break. The World Economic Forum, they want to get rid of cows and have you eat bugs while they're eating Kobe beef. 
And I have no idea of what they actually want you to drink. I mean, water's in scarce supply. That's why we need different <laughs> dishwashers uh, to save water. So while they're drinking their Hawaiian Kona coffee, their Jamaican blue, or some special reserve from Colombia, along with their chocolate truffles at Davos, you and I will be on a diet of bugs and only God knows what they have in mind as farm after farm is shut down to save the planet and your life becomes expendable. And now they say virus X is on the horizon, so we, we need suddenly this international pandemic treaty so they can run every government, including the United States, Canada, you name it, all of it. I guess they're afraid of the election in November here in the United States. Do you believe in our mission and ministry? If you do, could I hear from you really soon to stay on shortwave? Go to our website, truth2ponder.com, truth2ponder.com. There's a tab to find out how to listen and how to support or make a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, Post Office Box 510, Chilhowee, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowee, Virginia, and the zip code in Chilhowee, 24319. Once again, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, Chilhowee, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Learning to be babes. Coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. We come into the world as little babies. We never learn how to become a little baby. We just are. And the problem is when we're a baby, we're busy learning how to grow up, how to stop being a baby. We never have the chance to learn how to become a baby. When you're a baby, you're learning how to be a little child. And a child, you're learning how to be an older child. And then a teenager and a young, young adult. And then an older adult. And so we never have a chance to learn how to become a baby. <laughs> but now it's reserved for us that we can learn how to become babes. In First Peter, it says we're to be as newborn babes. We need to learn what we could never learn before. Learn how to become a newborn babe. Make that your aim. See, we're the only ones who can because we're finished with the old life so we can actually become new again and we can actually prepare to become as babes. Uh, what is a baby? A baby is innocent. Learn how to become innocent. Learn how to stop being guilty. Learn how to become innocent. Babies are simple. Learn how to become uncomplicated. Uncomplicate your life. Uncomplicate your heart. Learn how to be simple in heart. Babies aren't weighed down. Learn that they're free. Learn how to become free. Unload your burdens. Babies are light. They don't weigh much. Learn how to stop being so heavy. Become light. Babies are open. Learn how to be open. Babies have no past. Learn how to become unburdened by any past. Babies are new. So learn how to become new again, fresh and revived as in the beginning. Because in God's mercy, you can. Because in his mercies, they're new every morning. And you too. It all begins when you learn how to become new as a newborn babe. Well, want more on that? Ask for As Newborn Babes on CD. Now, 
The Freak It For You, From the Sands of Judea to the Wings of the Cherubim, the awesome Mystery of the Temple Doors on CD. It's amazing and it's yours free. Free gift on CD plus. Sapphire's free gift subscription. It's like vitamins for your spirit. You'll love it. How do you get this all free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, write it down, Yeshua, and call it. So to receive your free gift, just call 1-800-YESHUA and the number one. And you will be blessed, but call now 1-800-YESHUA-1. Yeshua 1. Well, listen, I invite you to minister with me to get the gospel out to the dying and the lost of this world. The most incredible way through shortwave radio. It's amazing. It's like sending a billion tracks around the world. Amazing. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Yeshua, Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or you can write me direct. It's right to the nice Jewish boy box, 1111 Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. That's... Box 1111. It's Lodi, New Jersey. It's 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying Shalom Alechem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah. Become simple in Sarchayim Yeshua Jesus, the Prince of Life. This is Truth to Ponder. With Bob Bierman. And I welcome you back to part two of our Monday edition of Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. A busy couple of weeks ahead. This week marks treatment number five of six this Thursday. The following week we finish up. Then we have to go to South Carolina for literally a quick overnight. Back in church Sunday the 11th. And then off to Florida on Monday the 12th. And... I need your prayers. It's a lot on me as I'm trying to recuperate, but these things, these are things that really need to be done. And I appreciate, I feel your prayers and I feel your support and encouragement more than you will ever know. If I don't seem to get back to you, believe me, there's so much on my plate and trying to keep up with getting rest is often not easy. Now, we talked about the globalist trying to control every aspect of your life. When my wife and I came to our little house in Virginia to be near family on her side, our little lot is not that big, but it's suitable for growing food. When we got here in 2022, it was too late in the season to grow anything, and then the health problem kicked in that has been keeping me busy since November of basically 2022. And to this day, and I've been in no condition to be tilling a garden, but hopefully next year, yes, we will. Quality of food that we get in our produce departments and even meats is nowhere near the quality that I remember from decades ago as food has become more industrialized. And one would begin to believe that the elites are trying to control the food to control us. And honestly, those that subscribe to the concepts of the now fallen Georgia Guidestones would like to see basically 12 out of every 13 of us eliminated off the face of the planet. To save the planet, to worship the planet, really to worship them. They want us to worship the planet, but they become the gods of this planet. Now, I'm no expert on farming. I may try my hand at a little bit next year. 
But I know somebody that does know more about farming, and that's our good friend, Jim Calhoun. Now, I know that Jim lives off the grid. He has cattle. He raises hay. He does it all. And I know it's not an easy life. And if anybody knows what's going on in the world of farming, especially for the small farmer, not the big corporate farm, Archer Daniel Midlands kind of stuff. No, the people that used to feed us and do a really good job at it, they're being run out of business. So I'm going to ask Jim Calhoun to come to the microphone and share his thoughts about farming and how the food supply could end up being under the control of the elites. Thanks, Bob. I'm glad to be on this episode of Truth to Ponder because I have something that I really want to tell you folks about. And I think it's something we need to think over. And I think that we're going to have to do something about it eventually. And that's the fact that the powers that be seem to be wanting to ruin our food supply. Now, it's very complex and complicated. And I won't be able to get truly in-depth on just a segment, but I think I can fill you in enough on what's going on that you can at least see the trajectory that things are on. It's come to my attention that in states such as Pennsylvania, and I'm sure other places as well, but I know for sure in Pennsylvania, that the state is starting to really come down on people that are producing their own food to sell to their neighbors and friends. And that would include people that process their own meat products or dairy products. And raw honey has been targeted. And traditionally, farmers have sold to people from the farm since the beginning of time. Well, they're trying to make it illegal for farmers to do so. Now, the reason that they're trying to make it illegal, is, according to the state, is that they want to protect everyone's health. Well, if you take that at face value, if they're trying to protect everyone's health, then don't you suppose they should be looking into the plastic that's being put into all of our foods? There's microscopic plastic that's going into everything. Even some of your favorite bottled spring water has plastic particles in it that are purposely put into the product. And if you look at how our oceans are being depopulated of all marine life, one of the major culprits is the plastic that's in the water. And it seems that the plastic that is being put into the water is killing the plankton, which is therefore causing a chain reaction to kill many species. And I've seen videos of starving seals because the fish are gone. And of course the fish starve because the plankton is gone. Well, they're doing the same thing in our food supply. Without mentioning any brand names here, there are several fast food chains that they have found plastic in their hamburgers. And I'm not talking about a plastic sheet. I'm talking about microscopic plastic that's added to the product. And who knows what this is doing to our systems. And so if the government was really concerned about our safety, they'd be looking into the plastic that's purposely being put into our food. And also, every breath of air we are breathing, we have all sorts of toxins put in the air with the airplanes spraying the chemtrails. And so if they were truly concerned about our safety, don't you suppose that they would shut those airplanes off and get them out of the sky so our air can clear up? You see, 
we're under a very mass attack here against all of God's creation. If they can get rid of all of the things that God has created, then they can repopulate the earth, so they think, with creatures that they're going to create in a lab. It's kind of like if you have one of those dry eraser boards that you can draw pictures or write things on and then simply erase it off. It's just a a dry magic marker that will erase easy. Well, it's as if the scientists are taking this eraser and erasing all of God's creation so they can draw their own pictures and make their own creation and put it up on the board. And I do believe that's what they're doing. And one way to get rid of the population is through starvation. We're already seeing it in the oceans, and we're seeing a lot of species that no longer have the habitat that they need to survive. And of course, we're told it's because of mankind's making buildings and roads and things, and part of it is that. But look to the skies. Look at the chemtrails. Look at the chemicals coming down. That's the real cause of any global climate change or any disappearance of animals. They're doing it right in front of our face in plain view. It's almost like if there were two children, one of them had cookie crumbs on their hands and around their mouth, and the other one was upstairs asleep in bed, and someone came in and caught this one kid with his hand in the cookie jar, and he had crumbs on his mouth and crumbs on his hands, and you say, are you taking cookies from that cookie jar? That kid would say, no, it's the other kid. So you would immediately walk upstairs and punish the other kid after you woke him up for getting into the cookie jar. Now, no sane, rational person would do that. But yet, every day, we look up and see the artificial clouds and all of the chemicals are spraying. But yet, when it comes to anything to do with the climate, well, it's your fault, it's my fault. It's the fault of the cows passing gas. It's the fault of anything but what's really happening, and that's the purposeful spraying of our skies. And going back to the gassy cows, it's all part of the same goal. They want to ruin our food supply. And so they blame the cows. And so people are like, oh, I hate cows because cows are destroying the earth. And it's absolutely absurd. Cows are not destroying the earth. People, we have to wake up. We're being lied to. They are pointing at straw men everywhere and saying, this is the reason for any climate change, or this is the reason for this problem or that problem. When it's the elites themselves, it's the, I'm going to call them the mad scientists, it's themselves that are causing the trouble. And on the backside, you have traditional farmers that want to sell their product to the public, are being raided, their property being seized, they're being arrested and harassed. And if things keep going the way they're going, Anyone that would sell a dozen farm-fresh eggs is likely to be SWAT-teamed. I know that sounds bizarre, but we're living in a bizarre world. How many of you have seen roadside stands along the highway that sells natural honey? Well, in Pennsylvania, they are raiding people for selling natural honey. What they're doing, and when I say they, it's the globalists, the elitists, the people that are definitely on the side of Satan, they want all of the food supply to have to go through what they control. 
Therefore, they can add more plastic and more substances that are not good for us into the food. They've been adding chemicals to our food for years. And, of course, they've added fluoride to our water. And they've done an awful lot of things that are detrimental to the mental health of people and also the physical health. And you have an Amish farmer, in the case of these Pennsylvanians, or Amish, that I've read that they're floating stories in the media that the Amish are connected to the Turkish government. Yeah, you heard that right. Can you believe that? That also verifies that we're about to get into a wild big Middle East war and Turkey is expected to be on the enemy side of it, according to our government. So now they're starting to float rumors about Turkey the same way they've done about Russia for years. And it's these Amish farmers that are somehow in league with the government of Turkey. Yeah, I thought that was the most bizarre story I've ever read. I think that somebody is extremely delusional to write stories like that. But see, there are people that are going to believe that. And of course, we have to get rid of the Amish because, of course, they're for Turkey. And we don't like Turkey. I mean, as the country, I'm not talking about the Turkey on your table. But it's silly. It's absurd. But people actually are listening and they're buying some of the lies. And as we try to live our lives day by day, it just gets so crazy that we have people that are floating just wild lies and propaganda. They're trying to divide us and they're trying to take away our last bastion of completely organic, fresh, good food, food that's real. They're trying to shut that off. They want you to eat a fast food hamburger with plastic in it. They don't want you to eat an organically grown apple. They don't want you to have any farm fresh eggs. They don't want you to have any farm fresh milk. And do you realize how easy it is for a government official to contaminate one of the samples that they take from the farm and put some sort of a germ or virus or something into the food or possibly mold? And then they say, see, we're the conquering heroes. We stop this evil Amish guy from selling farm fresh products because you are going to get sick because it has all this disease in it. And if you know anything about the Amish farmers, they are some of the cleanest, best farmers in the world. And there's no way an Amish farmer would sell a product that they would not put on their own table. I would bet my life on that that there's not one Amish farmer that sells to the public that would not eat what he sells. And how many times have you went to a restaurant and asked the waitress or waiter what was good on the menu and were told, I don't know, I don't eat here. That's happened to me many times. Well, if the waiter and the waitress don't eat there, well, guess what the kitchen is like. But yet, they're not being SWAT teamed. They're not being raided. They're not having their property confiscated. It's all political. It's all in the name of public safety, when in reality it's all in the name of euthanasia. And if we keep letting them do what they're doing and persecute and prosecute people who are just simply trying to feed us wholesome, fresh food, 
organically grown. If we don't stand up for these people and support them, then what does it make us? Pretty much an accomplice. And I dare you to read the ingredients on anything you buy in a grocery store. You're going to see words on the label you can't pronounce, you don't know what it is. And also, they're sneaking all sorts of insect powders and things into our foods. And they're doing it behind our backs. But yet, someone is up front and has a farm-raised animal that they process that animal and offer the meat products, done very wholesome and very clean, but it's not done through the proper channels. And thus, it can't be good for you. These people are hypocrites. The people that are raiding the farms are just nothing but thugs and tyrants working for the people that want to starve you and me. It's just as simple as that. Am I overreacting? No, I'm not. And the reason that I say I'm not overreacting is that I've seen this get worse and worse and worse every year. And people just keep putting their head in the sand and and they're not saying or doing anything about it. And as long as we are letting people who are trying to run an honest business that are selling the public a very wholesome and good product, as long as we are sitting back and letting them get prosecuted and put out of business, then we're just feeding the beast. I haven't heard of anyone getting arrested for selling farm fresh eggs, but guess what? I sell farm fresh eggs. And what does that make me, a criminal? I just don't understand why we're letting this happen. We had the egg scare here earlier this year when the egg prices went through the roof because of the flu that went through all the poultry. And who knows if that actually did happen. Maybe a few birds did die of the bird flu, but the vast majority were just killed in the name of preventing deaths. Think about it. They killed millions of birds just so millions of birds wouldn't die. Try to figure that one out. And of course, cows are a culprit. They're what's causing everything. Every problem that's ever befell mankind is because of cows. Can't you see what they're doing? They're trying to get rid of all of the independent people, especially the independent farmer. They want to get rid of all the family farms. They want to get rid of all of animal husbandry and animal agriculture. They want you to eat the bugs and eat the plastic. We have to start saying no, and we have to start doing what we know is right. Now, would you rather put on your table farm fresh fruits and vegetables and meat products that you know the person that processed the food, that you live in their area and you see these people and you visit with them from time to time during the year as you see them out and about? Would you rather trust your family's food to that person? Or would you rather trust your family's health and well-being to some mega corporation that's importing things from China and Mexico and who knows where else? And they're blending everything together. I'm going to pick on corn here. You get a can of corn. A lot of that corn is brought in from other places, and it's just put into a great big vat. And you don't know the origin of the corn. And since we're talking modern times, there's a great possibility that that's genetically altered food. And so you're putting in 
chemicals mixed with genetically altered food that they're now adding plastic particles in and all sorts of preservatives that are not good for your body. And so you're willingly buying that and then you turn on the news and watch the state police go in and raid your friends and your neighbors because your friends and your neighbors dare sell fresh produce at the farmer's market. That's what it's coming to. How far are we going to let this go? As a society, how far are we going to let this go? Because if we let it go much farther, it's going to be too late. And that's what I really fear, is that we're getting to the point where it's past the point of return. And I think we've already lost our society as we knew it. I don't think it'll ever come back to pre, let's say, 2020 or pre-2018. We're never going to see that again. Thanks to our nice people in the white coats, the people that I call the evil mad scientists, the ones that want to play God. And we have all sorts of things happening behind the scenes, both in government and among the oligarchs, the people who are the big corporate people that are the big corporations that donate all the money to the campaigns. Therefore, they are part of the government. They will have a say. Of course, the big box stores want to shut down the mom and pop's grocery stores. And of course, they want to shut down the farmer's markets. You know, back in the 1960s, we had an awful lot of farm machinery and also automotive companies go out of business. And they went out of business because they didn't have money to operate because all the operating money was being invested rebuilding Germany and Japan. Therefore, a lot of our companies ceased to exist. And we sat back and watched that happen. And what happened to the American automobile in the 70s and 80s? Well, the quality went way down because all the competitors that used to be here were gone. And, of course, the only competition was from Japan and other places. And they started out-competing us because the people that owned everything here got complacent. The reason I'm mentioning that is the same thing's going to happen with the food industry. If the food industry does not have to sell wholesome, good food, if they don't have to sell that, then they're not going to. They're going to sell spice mixes that are almost all sugar or salt. They're going to shortchange us at every turn. Every time we go in to buy something, it's going to be just barely adequate because they're going to have the market totally cornered. Once they get rid of all the small grocery stores, well, the big box stores can do anything they want. And as people flock to farmers' markets and try to find farmers that will sell them food, well, if the farmers are arrested for selling the food to you, what choice does that leave you? Just to buy garbage that's full of chemicals and plastic and who knows what else. Because you're never going to see the health department ever raid a grocery store for selling things that are not good for us. But yet they will raid and arrest and confiscate property from honest, hardworking farmers that are just trying to feed us. I want you to think about that. Think about the implications. If we just sit back and let it happen, what industry will be next? Just something for you to think about today. 
And thank you, Jim, for sharing with us today. Your friend of mine, Jim Calhoun. Jim fills in for me on Wednesdays and over the next month or so, probably a little bit more throughout the week with the travel schedule, the work that I'm taking on, trying to keep the radio program going. Our trip to Florida, just so you know, is not really a vacation. I kind of wish it was. I don't even know if I'd know how to enjoy a vacation anymore. Call it a working vacation at best. We have things that need to be done with our home. We have things that need to be dealt with with our family. I have family on my side that I haven't seen in, in a couple of years. I have a little one that I haven't had a chance to even hold yet. And it's just been so long. I've agreed to preach at a church in Vero Beach, and I'm looking forward to that. That'll be March the 3rd. I'll give you more information as the time gets closer. And some work to do over at WRMI, which is the flagship radio station for Truth to Ponder. While I'm there, I'd like to discuss with them ways of getting more airtime, if any can be had. And so we want to increase. We still are waiting to find out if there be any way to maybe get a different frequency or something with WTWW. Uh, there are people that are coming in to look at it over the next week or so. And I'll keep you up to date as I learn more. So as I said, we have two more treatments to go in this bladder cancer journey. And the very quick trip to Tocoa, Georgia, and right across the line into South Carolina for barely a day. Then church back here in Virginia on Sunday, and then on the road to Florida, God willing, on Monday. So so keep us in your prayers during this time of travel. Keep this radio program in your prayers. By the way, we plan on producing the program from Florida during the time that we are there. And I can't wait to share some of what's going on in the background. If you believe in our ministry, would you consider supporting us so we can go strongly into the month of February? If you would, make a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, Post Office Box 510, Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia, and the zip code is 24319. You can also use our website, which is Truth, the numeral two or number two, truth2ponder.com. You can find out about the church where I'm a pastor, how to hear the program, and yes, even how to support us. Or if you prefer, make a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, Chilhowie, Virginia, Zip code in Chilhowie is 24319. That's 24319. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.